you know what, Taro, this is such a freaking great idea. What's to keep someone in the Mixergy audience from saying, you know what, I, I'm going to do this too. I can put together a bunch of perks. I can send a bunch of emails. I also have Tout app. I could see who's responding and who's not. I'll go do this too. Awesome. Uh, actually, we don't have that many competitors right now uh, compared to maybe other kind of companies. And then, you know, whenever you have the competitions, then you feel more urgency. You feel, you know, how we can be better than other companies to make customers happy as well. So if you're interested in them, please, so that we can kind of compete. And we oh, can- you're saying, yes, bring it on. Bring on the competition. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's kind of what's missing today for me right now, personally. I see uh, that you don't have enough drive. Uh, I do, but I'm hoping that we can keep this drive in the long term as well. But on the other hand, uh, it looks like there's no like big technology, you know, compared to other tech tech like big data or those companies. But I don't think technology is the only way that you can prevent for the like competitive advantage as well. I think building a partnership takes more time. Building partnership, you know, takes more than just, you know, let's hire a few engineers to build this. I think Google can easily copy technology, but they cannot easily copy the partnership as well. And I'm Partnerships meaning like the Book of Mormon where I can get a discount on it if I wanted to go see it, if I was one of your – that's a partnership. Right. We've negotiated with exclusively with over 700 like national perks and we have, you know, over a thousand customers using the platform already. And it's not something you can just build by, you know, one day or one week or something, even if you have the best engineer. Do some of them pay you? Do some of these people who give perks give you money because they need new customers Mm-mm. or for promotion? None of that. We don't charge money. We don't pay them any money. So we maximize, we, if we get the 20% discounts, some companies take merging here that dilutes the value to the end users, but we pass the entire discounts to the employees. That's why we can charge a little bit more from HRs, but we can make sure that we can maximize the value to the employees. You know what? I saw that um, Salesforce was one of your big users. They sent tons of traffic over to you according to similar web. Um, and so I had a sense that, that, that they were using you. How do you get Salesforce, such a big company, to say yes to work with you? They're not part of Y Combinator. There's no opening door, door that's ready for you to walk through. Yep. Uh, so, of course, you know, there's no magic. There's no shortcut. Uh, Salesforce was one of the company that we got right contact in the beginning. And we kept consistently, hey, this is the product we got recently. This is a feature that we have. How? How did so- you get the contact? Let's walk, walk me through this whole process. Ah, God. But I don't think it's not too hard to find the right contact. And then if you have the right contact with the HR person, you can search on the internet or whatever, LinkedIn, whatever. Oh, you know, you're not saying that a friend introduced you. You're not saying, hey, Paul Graham had a friend who worked in oh, no. HR at Salesforce. No, you're saying you just found the contact like on LinkedIn or online or something. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and then you just kept contacting them and saying, here's a new perk that we have, et cetera. Yeah, so that's step one. But step two, we have to make sure that HR understands that, you know, employee happiness is important and perks is one way to, you know, make the employees happy and excited as well. And luckily, Salesforce HR team were, you know, already ahead that let's invest in employee happiness, let's invest in more perks. So their demand and our timing kind of got matched together. That's fantastic that you got them as a spot. Everything seems to be going well for you now. In fact, even when it wasn't going for you, you were smiling when you were living in Taco Bell. Was there? Tell me about a time when you were depressed. Let me see that you're a human and not just a guy who's, who's beaming Tony Robbins Jr. here. Oh, I think I'm in general happy. But I think maybe a little bit last year uh, when you know I didn't know how to start a company. This is my first company. I didn't know how to run a company. I didn't know how to manage people. And then I felt that a lot of pressure from investors or market that we have to grow much faster and faster. And then I started a little bit managing people by anger. 
that, you know, hey, you got to do this. You have to stay till, you know, X time because I'm staying like, you know, 11 p.m. every day. You have to stay till that or you have to work weekends or those kind of thing. And then those kind of employees started feeling, oh, this is not, you know, fun anymore. And then I realized, all right, we live with a brand, which is employee happiness. And I'm doing the opposite. That That's the moment I felt like, all right, I'm doing really bad job as a CEO. Maybe I'm good as a founder, but not as a CEO. Then I was really stressful, I think, beginning of the last year. Uh, yeah. Because you needed to grow faster and faster. Were you flatlining with your growth? Uh, we were growing pretty fast. And I think we were growing one of the fastest in the YC as well. But on the other hand, if you look at market, there's always, you know, faster growing companies as well, especially it's Silicon Valley and San Francisco. Oh, I see. So they weren't comparing you to a competitor. They were comparing.